0: You're listening to The Underscore Transformation Podcast, your practical guide to business transformation. Welcome to The Underscore Transformation Podcast. This is episode two. My name's Joe Ailes, And I'm Jason West. And together we're the founders of Underscore. And today we're discussing perhaps the
1: most important aspect of transformation, and that's sponsorship. Let's start with the essence of any decent role description. What's the purpose of an exec sponsor, and what are their key accountabilities and responsibilities?
0: The sponsor's role is the most critical role in the program. They they are the ones that are truly, truly accountable for the outcome of any transformation. These individuals are, are the individuals that set out division and the end state of what the transformation is going to deliver. So... Frankly, their neck will be on a line if it's not tra- if the transformation is not executed correctly. Yeah, they are ultimately accountable. Indeed. So, on uh, taking that into into account, Jason, what knowledge, experience, and skills do you think a sponsor really needs? So I I think critical is their knowledge of the uh, of the organization. They
1: really need to understand the business. They need to understand its strategy, where it's going. They need to understand the key players uh, and they need to be highly networked within within the executive. So ideally your yeah. your sponsor for a transformation should be the person that sits on top of that particular organization that you're transforming. If it's the whole business, it needs to be the CEO that's the sponsor. If it's a finance function, it really needs to be the CFO. Perhaps if you're transforming finance and HR together, uh, there may be a COO, if, if that mm. kind of makes sense yes. in your reporting structure. Um, now, in terms of, of their experience... Ideally, you'd really want somebody that has experience of, of uh, sponsoring and leading a transformation. Uh, but that's not always the case. Not not everybody has been through a transformation, let alone led one. Um, so ideally, that's what you'd want. But you know, there's a lot of this that you have to you know learn on the job. Uh, in terms of skills, I, I think there's uh, you know there there are kind of specific skills, but I think perhaps maybe we we, we mm-hmm. talk more about competencies. Um, have you, you got some thoughts around kind of the type, type of competencies mm. that this person's going to have?
0: They have to be, um, one of the core competencies for from a sponsor, they have to be really authentic. They have to be genuine. People have to believe what the sponsor's saying. People have to believe in a vision, not necessarily sometimes agree with it. These individuals have to be able to lead the business through change. The transformation programs aren't easy to execute. In many cases, they're quite ris- disruptive. They've got to be able to influence and, and actually coalesce the organization behind what they're trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, and at times, um, it may not necessarily um to everyone's uh, interests across the exec. Um, there might be members of the executive committee that might not necessarily believe that it's the right thing to do, but it's all about having that that sense of belief and 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 sense of purpose of what you want to get to. Yeah, they're going um, to have to make some tough decisions, tough calls Absolutely, the way. absolutely. And they've, they've got to, to really um, be able to articulate to everyone um, why this change is important, what benefit it's going to drive, um, and they're the ones that are going to provide that sense of direction to the entire program. The program will be successful largely on the back of, um, of the sponsor's capability to, to drive the program. And, and its um, program team. Now that we've talked about sort of the core competencies, um, what should you expect ahead of you if you're in a position of a program sponsor?
1: I, I think you've got to expect that it's going to be a lot of hard work. <laughs> you know, the, it's... It's not necessarily long hours, although you know that comes with the mm. the joys of being in a, in an exec position. It's really it's those tough decisions. It's the hard yards. It's the coalition building. It's the influencing. It's uh, it's what Seth Godin refers to as emotional labor. You know, this is the really hard stuff. Mm. Uh, it's it, it's about taking. People with you and and uh, influencing and really driving to to a, a a better place, a better outcome, and having that belief that we that you've you've mm. uh, you know well articulated there. Um, you know, it, it's it's about constantly problem solving. Now, we define a vision. We define where we're going. We're really clear about it. But then we we need to build support. So during the scoping phase, you know, there's so many priorities that um, mm. the the, the organisations have, and you need to understand what are the what are my exec colleagues doing? What are the big change initiatives? What are the big strategic initiatives that we have as a business? And how can I get my program? align to one of those, the, those particular strategic outcomes we're trying to deliver and get funding, get support, get, get that kind of coalition of the willing mm. together. Um, so during this scoping phase, it's really about, you know, you, you are selling.
0: That's what mm. it's about.
1: You are, you are selling and building uh, that, that team of people around you that's going to help you get to this place.
0: Because frankly, if the, the transformation that you're trying to achieve isn't um, deli- isn't isn't aligned to the business strategy. If it's not important to anybody else other than you, it's not going to get the coalition you need. Yeah. So um, one of the key things that the sponsor does have to think about is is about aligning um, get, getting interests uh, interests aligned across the organization. Yeah. And in in these roles where do, where do people you know typically
1: fall down in, in the role of program sponsor where where mm.
0: I mean, we've we've seen it, haven't we? We've, <laughs> yes. we've, we've seen it in uh, one or two occasions, um, in some in many many programs where the sponsor um, wasn't um, sponsors' role wasn't being performed as effectively as it could have been. Yeah. Really, the likely outcome is unsuccessful, an uns- unsuccessful program. And I think um, there, there are a number of pitfalls, I guess, um, sponsors need to avoid. Um, I've seen in many examples where the sponsor performs the role of an ambassador. Yeah, not close enough to the detail. Um, and if you're not close enough to the detail, uh, you're not really able to sort of influence and drive the right design decisions yeah. uh, in, in a program. You're not able to really direct the program. and more importantly, actually, you're not able to influence a stakeholder group that you need to influence. I've also seen programs where the sponsor isn't necessarily the one that's ultimately accountable for, yes. yeah. for, um, for the result. Yeah. Um so they've not got that vested interest. I.e. their career isn't necessarily at stake if the program's successful or not.
1: Yeah, so the sponsors delegated the role of sponsor to somebody that reports to them.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um or or actually the the, the sponsor isn't necessarily the one ultimately accountable for the effectiveness of the transformation. Yeah. Um so maybe a CFO is a sponsor for an, a, a, a people transformation program. Yes. Absolutely, where you've got multiple functions. Having one sponsor is, is important and maybe making the right choice between a finance sponsor or a, or a people sponsor. Uh, or maybe, to your point earlier, maybe you have a, um, an external sponsor, a COO or even a CEO, for instance, in, in, in some businesses. You're listening to the Underscore Transformation podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Underscore, the transformation capability specialists. To find out more, visit underscore-group.com.
1: I think we've also come across situations where there are two sponsors for a program, and yes. uh, obviously, the more people that are accountable, the uh, the less people <laughs> are accountable. Yes, um, yeah. uh, I, I don't think we've ever really seen it work. No. Um, Sometimes during the scoping phase, whilst we're not really sure who is ultimately going to sponsor this programme, having more than one sponsor is just about manageable, but crikey, when you get to implementation, if there's not one individual who is holding themselves to account and is being held to account by the Mm. board for delivering the outcome... Uh, I have no confidence in that mm. as a as a sensible governance it, structure.
0: It just makes it difficult, doesn't it? If if you've got two individuals that you've got to seek opinion from, unless those two individuals are absolutely joined at a hip and have have got the exact same mindset and, and same same sort of um vision. Yes. Yeah. Um, then perhaps it can be successful. But yeah, it, possibly. that doesn't often happen. So it's what, rare, isn't it? It is, yeah. So you you will have two individuals with two different sort of um Uh, interests uh, and ultimately ambitions and goals Um, and there is a chance that the program team who's sitting beneath the sponsors will get to different sides of the story and then it just creates confusion, havoc, causes delays to projects, uh, unhappy people and um, the the likelihood of the program being successful is low. Uh, So
1: I think perhaps if if we um, just uh, leave on a, some some thoughts, really, some some advice, maybe for 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 program sponsors, perhaps new into the role. I think there's there's a, a number of really critical points to to consider here. Mm. Uh, and the first one is about how you resource your program and your project teams. Uh, and the first piece of advice is really resource those teams like your career depends on it, because there's a very good chance that it does. Yes. And and the way you go about resourcing those teams, the the decisions you make about the external consultants you bring in, the roles on that program team that you're you're reserving for members of your permanent mm. um, operational team is critical. Those decisions, also where you're bringing in contractors, um, we see it so often on these transformation programs where. There's literally, there's a a brief description in a phone call that I need a program manager that has delivered this type of project before, or this type of program before, and they need to have this experience and that experience, and we want to pay £1,200 a day. That's it. There's no job description, there's no role profile, there's certainly no competencies attached to it, there's no real um, uh, selection Mm. process beyond a... A chat mm. uh, and you know an unstructured interview, and if you think about how much impact these people mm. in these roles are going to have on on your personal uh, standing in the organisation and career, I think it's something that actually spending a bit more time and attention on who you're bringing in to deliver these programs is probably um, mm. time well spent. Mm. The the other thing is around uh, design decisions, and to your point, getting. Getting into the detail and and really understanding those critical design decisions and what that's going to mean in the real world, so making sure that you're championing the experience of your users out there, so yeah. the customers of your service, whether they're external customers or internal customers the 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 decisions that are being taken are yes going to deliver your business case and yes going to comply with your design principles that you lay out. But also that they 're going to have a positive impact on people that are engaging in in uh, the the processes that that you put in place, the systems and the the teams that are out there. Mm. The other thing is to be really mindful of risks and issues and really drill down into those areas of risk on a program and making sure that uh, if somebody's reporting something as an issue that like something is actually going wrong they 've got really meaningful mitigation plans in place to to deal with it uh, you know just understanding the difference between a risk yeah, and an issue yeah, <laughs> that, yes. that's kind of a good place to start right. um, and it's surprising how many program sponsors they don't know what Mm. the difference is. So risk being something that hasn't happened yet, that's avoidable, that we could take steps and it won't become a problem. Uh, An issue is a problem that exists Mm. and and it is causing pain today. So really important to kind of focus on those areas during um, uh, steering committee meetings and the like. Um, And also be utterly demanding within the program. So of your program team and of your senior leadership team, be up Utterly demanding the, uh, to get the best possible outcome for the business, for your team, for the your customers that you serve. But temper that with absolutely championing your team to the wider business. Mm. You're going through change. Things are going to get difficult. Business operation. You know your day-to-day operations are, are going to get worse before they get mm. better. Really providing that air cover and that support and and championing your team and the change is absolutely critical but you can do both you can be externally um, championing and defensive but internally critical and robust absolutely Um, so yeah they're they're the kind of the key takeaways i think for for me that you know if i could sit down with uh, Mm. any sponsor and say you know before we begin i'd really like to just cover these points and just Mm. make sure we're, we're all aligned on this
0: So we would love to hear your feedback. Perhaps you're a program sponsor and are looking looking for some support. Or maybe you're a program team tasked with delivering transformation uh, change. Or even perhaps somebody who's exposed to uh, transformation. Please contact the show via our WhatsApp group or uh, via our website underscore hyphen group dot com. And if you enjoyed the episode, please remember to like and subscribe via your favorite podcast directory. Next Thursday, we will be publishing episode three, where we will be discussing the next critical success factor, problem definition. Thanks very much for listening.